0: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepherd talk about parenting and adoption, and Wayne opens up about his own adoption story. Let's listen in.
1: It's always good to review what you are doing in your life with your kids. I mean, always, it's always good to say, okay, what are some pitfalls? What are some great things? What are some things that we can do to change perhaps the way that we are engaging with our child so that we can do it better? Mm -hmm.
2: When parents uh, decide they're going to adopt, I mean, that's an important decision, obviously, uh, for the parent and for the the child. It's
1: life-changing for everybody. They need to spend a lot of time considering, why am I doing this? What is the motive behind it? What are some of the pitfalls that may be challenging me years down the road? Because you're not talking about just getting a child for today. You're talking about a child that will be with you mm-hmm. the rest of your life.
2: So go into it with your eyes wide
1: open. Wide open. And not be afraid of that. And so if you do encounter any difficulties or struggles, you know what? You can get through those things. If you understand how a child feels during those adoptive years, you can get through it. And perhaps. Perhaps your approach needs to shift a little bit to better accommodate the needs of your child as they start thinking back as they enter the adolescent years, thinking back over what does this mean for me to be adopted? Because they look at it differently when they enter the adolescent years.
2: Our conversation today flows from Mark's booklet, A Look at Adoption from the Other Side. And Mark, I've read through this and I really appreciate it because you forced us to look at all the realities of adoption.
1: You know, it's, it's difficult sometimes to look at those things that we think that have gone wrong. You know, nobody wants to see the cause of that. But I'm not so sure that when a child struggles, that it means that something has gone wrong. I think at times God has placed that child for a reason. You know, I don't think a mechanic is a bad person. I take my car when it's not working to him for him to fix it, but <laughs> sure. I don't look at the mechanic and go, man, you're yeah. really a mess. <laughs> I place my car in his hands so that he can fix it and take care of it so that you know, that car can move on with me and do what it's called to do. It's that thumbprint of the car. He he restores that car. And that is what families are called to do when they're adopting, and they get a child that is becoming somewhat difficult, is they are to restore that child and bring them back to a place where they can function and move on with life. You know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, because we have the opportunities to talk. And I think about things that I can talk to you about. And it's either I can talk to you about radio, about gray hair, <laughs> oh, careful now. you know, uh, good, you know, uh, bluegrass music, <laughs> but you've been adopted. Hmm. and And there's a side of it as we sit here and talk about adoption. I mean, how did you deal with your adoption? Tell me your story a little bit and and how you dealt with that and how it affected you.
2: I'm hoping to get some free counseling out of this session yeah. <laughs> here today from Mark Gregston, none other than Mark. Well, I was adopted. I was about 10 days old when mm-hmm. I was adopted actually. My uh, parents were unmarried teenagers. as um, far as I know they never married. Yeah. And uh, this is back in the 50s of course and when a young woman got pregnant she was sent away yeah. and she yeah. literally was sent away into Michigan to live with her aunt and mm. that's where I was uh, born and adopted there in uh, in Michigan but as I look back on it, yes, there were some rough years during my teenage years of rebellion, but I think it was just the normal stuff of rebellion. I yeah, the normal it had, rebellion, yeah,
1: not anything that you tied back, I'm trying to find my...
2: I, no, I don't think so. I, yeah. I don't ever remember having an identity crisis about being adopted or feeling inferior or any issues. Yeah. Um, my parents always told me that, you know, you were special because we chose you. But... As I look back on it, I came into a home where my dad had been married previously and had a daughter. She was about 12 when I was adopted, and she struggled, and frankly, struggles her whole life. Mm. And I just wonder if that wasn't part of the issue, was me coming in as that adopted baby into the home, and they transferred their affection to me when she yeah. had such great needs. Yeah. You know, I wonder yeah. about that.
1: Well, did you ever come to a conclusion about, I mean, did you ever have that sense of wonderment about
2: y- yeah, from every,
1: whence did I come?
2: Uh, everybody does. And sometimes I feel a little guilty that I don't have more. Do you, mm. do you understand yeah. that? Um, yeah. Because there was a time many years ago now when I was a young adult, when I applied for a passport and I, had, I was a professional living and working in Chicago and I had an office in downtown Chicago. And I asked my folks to send me the adoption papers so that I could apply for a passport. And when the papers arrived in the mail at my office, they showed my intended name, my last name Mm -hmm. on the papers. And when I saw that name, something just clicked and I just broke down. I mean, I remember crying as an adult when I saw who I was supposed to have been. Um, And then when our son was born, we have two children, but when our first came along, our son with red hair, that made me wonder, what is my background and all that? And I did do some investigating at that time. and never got very far and have never taken it real seriously. Yeah. Although I've applied so that if anyone of my biological parents comes looking for me, I've made it easy for them to find me. So that's about as much as I've done. You know,
1: you, you say that you you, know, you cried when you read that name. And what, what do you think that tweaked? You know, I mean, what you could have been, but was there a sense of loss? Was there a sense that you know, I've ignored something. I I didn't pick up on something.
2: Yeah. I think there was a sense that I had stuffed my feelings to some degree and it it brought them to the surface. This is what was meant to have been, but Mm. wasn't. But at the same time, I was grateful. I mean, this is a time when abortion was illegal, but it, it could have happened easily. And it didn't. And I'm grateful that enough love was shown that I was given up for adoption rather than aborted.
1: You know, you know there's a, a young man that um, that lived with us years ago, and he made a comment at his mother's funeral, and um, he said, "I'm am fortunate enough in this life to be loved by two mothers, one who loved me enough to give me up, mm-hmm. and the other one who loved me enough to take me in." Yeah, you know, and I think there it's it's both-handed. It's like it's even like Christ's atonement. What he did on the cross was such a great thing, but there was a great grieving that happened in him doing that. It's a both end, And so here's a young man that says, I'm so thankful that mm-hmm. I've been adopted, but there there's a sense of loss or something that happens in the background.
2: Yeah, I had a great life growing up as a kid, great family, uh, lots of fun, fond memories. My folks are both with the Lord now, but I understand those who want to go back and search for their past, understand where they came from. I really truly, truly do understand that. The fact of the matter is, since I was born to a teenage mother, she's probably not she's probably about 17 years older than I am, which means mm. she's very likely still alive. Yeah. And I think about that, but then I think, you know, Lord, if you want us to meet, maybe it'll be in heaven. I don't know, you know. So.
1: Now, do you ever think about that on Mother's Day? I don't. Hmm. No,
2: when I think mother, I think of my adoptive mother. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because a lot of kids say that Mother's Day is real tough for them. Hmm. When you saw other kids hanging out with their mom and dad. Did you ever question growing up when you were, you know, that, hey, I, I wonder if that's my mom and dad over there? <laughs> I didn't. So, am, 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 so you just pretty much where, ignored here, all the here's issues. Here's where the
2: counseling comes in, Mark. <laughs> what, am, what am I missing here?
1: <laughs> you know, I don't think, but I, I think what it shows is that, that there are some kids that just come into adoption and it does not affect at all. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make them any more right then it makes a child that wrestles with some issues wrong.
2: But it didn't perhaps affect me, but I think it did affect the home. Yeah. Because I had that stepsister who was running away from home, was in trouble most of the time she was growing up, and I think maybe that had something to do with it.
1: Yeah. You think maybe you saw what she was struggling through and you were kind of going, hey, I'm pretty content here.
2: I'm, you know. mm, I think I was pretty young for that. Hmm. I think it's only as an adult that I look back and understand it from her perspective. Yeah. You know, heretofore, I've looked back on it and thought, well, boy, I had it easy. Now I'm looking back and thinking, boy, she had it, she had it, she had it pretty hard, really, yeah. you
1: know. Well, you know, I, I always wonder about, is it the aspect of uh, that I've been abandoned and somebody looks to find their birth mother and birth father to fill a void, or is it to have a stamp of value placed on their life? Mm-hmm. I mean, if, you, if, if mm-hmm. your mother walked in that door right now, any idea what you would feel or what you would?
2: I, I have a feeling it'd be like seeing that name on that piece of paper. Mm. I really do. And yet I don't go looking for that to happen. So help me, Mark. Well, you know, no, but
1: I, <laughs> I think, you know, when you look at it, that, you know, that name on the piece of paper, that if you had that same feeling, that there's some sense of loss and you uh-huh. just kind of go, uh-huh. I, yeah, I think a healthiness is learning to live with loss yeah. and it's okay to have losses yeah. that. It's okay thing. to grieve. It is. Some things could have been different. It could have been worse. It could have, Who knows? But in God's, you know, graciousness and faithfulness, He has brought you to where you are for some reason. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, you know, and a family goes, well, I wish I had a child like that. And I go... No, I don't. I mean, I'm not so sure. You have
2: what God gave you. That's
1: right. I mean, I don't think I'd want anything different. And people wish that away all the time. The number of times that I've had families come to me and say, I wish we would not have adopted him. Mm. I go, Mm. oh, no, no, no. Mm. You're looking at the perspective of the pain right now. That's saying, you know, because I had a tooth pulled and it hurt, I would have rather have left the abscess tooth in no. and I go, no, no, no. You, You've got to get a bigger picture for this thing. And I think sometimes kids get a bigger picture early on and maybe don't wrestle with those issues. But I think that other ones really do wrestle with them. And somewhere in the midst of it, you just learn, you know, there's happy endings. And the happy endings is one day we won't have to deal with all this mm-hmm. stuff. But the but a greater purpose in the midst of it is to be to that child. And evidently, your parents did a great job for whatever it is with you in filling those voids.
2: Like me, they weren't perfect. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And, you know, there's something good about living that way.
2: You know, I have a great admiration for parents who adopt children, especially children with special needs today. Yeah, I have yeah. a great admiration
1: for them. Yeah, because they're taking on something and saying, you know what? this I'm going to have to be prepared for these issues. And you know what the other side is? is that every parent ought to be prepared for the issues that may come their way. Somewhere we think that when we adopt a child because we chose them, we're not gonna to have to do that. And that's just not true.
0: Dads, you love your teens and you're doing everything to show them, but sometimes it still doesn't feel like enough. You're busy and short on time, sacrificing a lot as it is, but you still feel like you run out of time for what really matters. A Devotional for Dads is the perfect book to help remind dads of life's biggest priorities and help them show their wives and kids how much they really matter. A Devotional for Dads is full of short, poignant, thought-provoking devotionals that give a biblical perspective of who a dad is supposed to be. It's more than just advice. It's a reminder of just how important dad's role really is and how much he matters get your copy of a devotional for dads at parentingteenresources.org, either for yourself or as a gift for the dad in your life who loves and cherishes his kids.
2: Mark, as we've talked about today, I know adoption can have its issues at times, but uh, parents and children need to stay firm in their resolve, don't they? They have to stay the course.
1: That is so true, Wayne. You know, it's like a doctor, you know, that is sewing up somebody in the emergency room just because they're crying, yelling and screaming, <laughs> cussing, <laughs> acting pathetic and everything. Else. It doesn't stop him from doing what is needed. He keeps on doing what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. So their response really doesn't matter. I, I tell kids all the time, you can hate me all you want. It really doesn't matter to me. My orders are not from you. God has called me into your life for a reason. So I'm here to please him. I'm not here to please you. I'm here to be used as an instrument in your life to push you where God wants you to be, not where I want you to be. And it just changes the perspective somewhat. It's not about me. You know, this is not about me. It is about the child. And this child may struggle for years. And if they do, they're going to struggle till they get in their 20s. But what is important is that I remain faithful. The scripture that says, well done, my good and faithful servant, it doesn't say successful servant. It says faithful. faithful. I am to remain faithful to the call that God has put on my life. And that call at that time was to adopt that child. God has placed me there for a reason, and I must remain faithful to his calling no matter what comes up against me. And it's a tough position to be in, but you know what? It's a good position Mm. to be in. Mm.
2: Take us to the scriptures on the theme of adoption.
1: You know, Romans 8.15 says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share in his glory, we must also share in his suffering. Mm. You know, there's a two-sided point to this scripture, that there's something good that we want from God And this may be part of the suffering that we're having to go through. But the other side of it is this. We have all been adopted by him.
2: We didn't invent it, did we? (laughs) That's right. And
1: God has looked at us and said, I will never, I will never, I will never leave you or forsake you. Now, that's
2: firmness and intention. It is.
1: And so if we are to be to our kids what he is to us, then we would look at our kids and say, no matter what you throw at me, no matter what you do, I will stick with you through thick or thin, no matter what. Now, that is a belonging that needs to be communicated to our kids. And that is what these adopted kids are looking for, a belonging. And once they begin to understand the concept of adoption which is mentioned all through scripture hundreds of times, they will learn that this relationship is something very, very special. And instead of feeling like second class citizens, perhaps they can feel that specialness that God feels for each one of us.
2: Nothing you can do can make me love you less. And nothing you can do will make me love you more. Absolutely. Where have I heard that before, Mark?
1: (laughs) I've said it a few times, you know, that's the greatest thing that can be communicated to kids that uh, I will love you regardless. That's it.
0: Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit ParentingTodaysteens.org and to learn more about Heartlight, visit HeartlightMinistries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, Please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.